Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. I'm glad you guys have joined me today. I'm going to answer your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Wow. So happy Monday to everybody. You know, like I said last month, I have been getting, and you're going to hear a lot of them again today, over and over and over again. So many of the questions that are coming into me at the podcast have to do with vaccine mandates, mask mandates, people losing their jobs. And like I've been telling you for now, what are we going on? 18 months of two weeks to flatten the curve. I do believe that this is going to come to an end but it's not going to come to an end quickly and we're going to really have to fight for what we believe in to bring a government back into its proper jurisdiction. And so today I'm going to answer your questions with that in mind. I want to let you guys know that today I will be on the radio with Andy Hooser, H-O-O-S-E-R at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time. If you guys want to hear that live, uh, you write that down, Andy Hooser at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I'm excited about that. I just did a Newsmax interview on Friday. If you didn't get a chance to check that out, I will link back to it in the show notes today. Um, for Before I get started, I thought I would pause and just read some scripture to you because it was so impactful to me this morning. This is from Isaiah chapter 52. Wake up, O Zion, clothe yourself with strength. Put on your beautiful clothes, O holy city of Jerusalem, for unclean and godless people will enter your gates no longer. Rise from the dust, Jerusalem, sit in a place of honor. Remove the chains of slavery from your neck, O captive daughter of Zion, for this is what the Lord says. When I sold you into exile, I received no payment. Now I can redeem you without having to pay for you. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Long ago, my people chose to live in Egypt. Now they are oppressed by Assyria. What is this? Asks the Lord. Why are my people enslaved again? Those who rule them shout in exultation. My name is blasphemed all day long, but I will reveal my name to my people and they will come to know its power. Then at last, they will recognize that I am the one who speaks to them. I've been uh, reading through the book of Isaiah. What a uh, what a book to be reading right now. And I thought this was so interesting. There were so many, well, so many reasons why it really stood out to me. And I was just talking to the Lord about how we got here in the first place. How did the, the United States get to be uh, in the position that we're in? Well, we're a lot like the Israelites, right? We've been given the blessing of God. He has Uh, absolutely blessed this nation. He has blessed us with freedom. He's blessed us with provision and we have squandered it. Absolutely. The church has squandered it. And if you look around, it's almost like you can see a mirror image of Isaiah 52. Uh, Why are my people enslaved again? Those who rule them shout in exultation. My name is blasphemed all day long, but I will reveal my name to the people and they will come to know its power. You guys, there is power in the name of Jesus. And on Tuesday night, I think I did a Facebook Live from my car somewhere in Las Vegas. I was heading back to the airport after spending a couple of days at uh, at Front Sight. I'm getting some firearms training. And I was reminding the people that were listening to that that night to pray. There is power in the name of Jesus. And we see this all throughout Scripture. God's name is powerful. And he says at the end of this, then at last they will recognize that I am the one 
who speaks to them. It's so interesting because right after that, verse seven goes on to say, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that God, the God of Israel reigns. The watchmen shout and sing with joy for before their very eyes, they see the Lord returning to Jerusalem. Let the ruins of Jerusalem break into joyful song for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has demonstrated his holy power before the eyes of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God. And I believe, and we see this demonstrated in scripture, that God wants us to praise him. He wants his name lifted high. He wants people to know, hey, I did that. I'm responsible. I'm the one who deserves your praise and your glory. God is jealous for glory, for us to recognize that he is the creator. And everything that we see going on around us right now, from the attacks on gender uh, and the attack on marriage and the attack on the institution of the family, these are all things that God has created. So who is the target of these attacks? Do you think it's you? No, you're just in the way. The attack is against the name of God, against the name of Jesus, against the creator God, the one who made heaven and earth. These are spiritual battles that we are fighting. And I've often said when I've been in front of audiences, you know, if you want to hurt a mother or you want to hurt a father, what is the best way to do that? Well, we all know that the best way to do that is to go after their child, to hurt their children. And that's exactly what you see the adversary doing. The Bible says that God loves us, right? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would trust in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. God loves you. And this is the adversary who knows his time is short and he's making the most of it, right? He's trying to, to sow seeds of dissension and division. We see this all over the country. We see this uh, everywhere you see dissension and division know that the enemy is at work dividing us by the color of our skin dividing us into categories dividing us by vaccination status this is all the adversary and you can say well that's discrimination yes and that's exactly how satan works and we should have listened to god in the beginning the people insisted on a king this helped this has happened over and over and over again and we see this pattern in scripture and i think that the united states now is showing this pattern again and I'm praying and I want you guys to be encouraged. I want you to pray. God wants to reveal his name to the people so that why? So that we come to know his power and the power of the name of Jesus so that we recognize that it's God who's in charge of this thing. That's God who speaks and the church needs to be at the front of this and not at the back of it. And so I'm going to encourage you guys. Thanksgiving is coming. And like I said the other day, and I'm going to keep saying it, this country was founded on on the topics of politics and religion. The two things that we've been told for generations that we can't talk about in polite society, particularly Christians. So we can't talk about politics and religion when we get together for Thanksgiving. And oh, for the love, don't talk about that uh, at the dinner table. And for heaven's sake, keep your voice down if you're at a restaurant. Can you see how this shaming and silencing you has gotten us to the point where we are right now? It's absolutely a fact that we need to be talking about politics and religion. So I'm going to throw down on this Monday a little challenge for you. 
I think that this Thanksgiving, we talk about nothing but politics and religion. And you can start by saying, hey, the pilgrims came over here for freedom. They came for freedom of religion. People came to the, to America to get free from King George, who had overstepped his jurisdiction in a hundred different ways, grieved the people, taxation without representation, edict after edict after edict. And eventually the people were like, enough. And our founding fathers asserted that our rights don't come from King George. They come from God. And our rights don't come from the Biden administration. And our rights don't come from a government edict, a mandate. Our rights come from God. And so I'm going to answer a bunch of your questions here in just a minute. But I'm just going to encourage you this year at Thanksgiving, how about we talk about politics and religion? The U.S. courts in this country in many cases are as illegitimate as these mandates. I don't expect them to side with our freedom. The courts want to protect the status quo. Remember I said that I heard Rick Green rightly call what's happening in this country. We're we're following the court-stitution, not the Constitution. And business owners need to flat out ignore it. That's what needs to happen. But we don't know how to defend our God-given rights anymore. And so, wow, you guys, I mean, start reading the stories of the pilgrims, by the way. This is a great time. It's early, it's early November. We're coming up on Thanksgiving. Spend the next couple of days, uh, you know, in the mornings of the next couple of weeks, reading to your kids about the founding of this country. The stories are incredible. Many, many people gave up everything to come here. And we're not willing to give up anything to keep it. And we need to change it. We need to start uh, talking about these things in the open. The reason why the the far left and uh, the tech oligarchs and YouTube and Facebook and Google and Instagram and all of them want to silence you is because they want to silence dissent. Why? Because they know that your ideas are better and eventually you're going to win. Eventually these ideas will win if they, if they can, uh, if they don't silence you and they don't want that. So keep that in mind as we're uh, moving into your questions today. I say, happy Thanksgiving, pass the cranberry sauce. Hey, Aunt Maude, what do you think about the vaccine mandate? Hey, how do you guys think that uh, the Biden administration is doing? What do you think about those wins in Virginia? How do you guys feel about critical race theory? How do you feel about the schools not caring what the parents think about how they educate the children that are in their schools? Boy, we got a lot to be talking about, and the conversation needs to continue. All right, first question today comes from Michelle in Virginia. Heidi, I see many lawsuits across the country against the mandate, but they mostly seem focused on failure to recognize religious exemptions and sometimes a failure to recognize natural immunity. How long do you think it will take for actual firm decisions to be made that will affect those of us in limbo waiting to see if we will lose our jobs? And why aren't there lawsuits focused on the mandate being unconstitutional or the overreach, remember the the government coming outside of its proper jurisdiction of federal power? or lawsuits about the definition of grave and serious threats of COVID despite the survival rate, claimed efficacy of the vaccine versus actual efficacy, et cetera. Well, Michelle, that is the question of the day. And numerous lawsuits have now been filed against the Biden administration over the vaccine mandates. They're coming down from private employers. They're coming down from federal uh, contractors. uh, And these are set to be published in the Federal Register on the 5th. I want to say... 
so yeah, this just happened on Friday. Uh, this is from the Epoch Times. I'll link back to this in the show notes today. The attorneys general of Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee announced that they will take legal action against the White House over the rule and filed a lawsuit in a bid to challenge Joe Biden's rule affecting federal contractors. The Biden administration unveiled details of its federal COVID-19 mandate on November 4th, providing a January 4th, 2022 deadline. This guy is a creep. It's just, I'm sorry, you guys, but it's just, I'm shocked at his disdain for freedom. Absolutely shocked. It is not Joe Biden's uh, job to determine uh, vaccine status. It just isn't. (sighs) At the same time, the Occupational Safe and Healthy Administration, or the criminal organization known as OSHA, issued a rule requiring businesses with 100 or more employees to make sure all the workers are vaccinated or submit to weekly testing affecting tens of millions of workers. Quote, unless we intervene, federal contractors in Tennessee will be forced to make sense of the mandate, mandates many inconsistencies that require their entire workforce be vaccinated or face potential blacklisting. You guys know what the other word for that is? discrimination, discrimination. You guys know what the definition of discrimination is? I'm going to read it to you. It's a noun, the act of discriminating, the ability or power to see or make fine distinctions, discernment, that's not what this is, and three, treatment or consideration based on class or category, such as race or gender, rather than individual merit, partiality, or prejudice. If you look at the, uh, if you go and and you study discrimination, just basically all over uh, the the internet and in any, I mean, go to the ACLU for goodness sake. And you will clearly see that what these tyrannical administrations are doing from the governor all the way up to the White House is wrong. And Americans know it's wrong. Even Wikipedia knows it's wrong. Listen to Wikipedia. Discrimination is the act of making unjustified distinctions between people based on the groups, classes, or other categories to which they belong or are perceived to belong. People may be discriminated against on the basis of race, gender, age, religion, sexual orientation, as well as other categories like vaccination status. Discrimination especially occurs when individuals or groups are unfairly treated in a way which is worse than other people are treated on the basis of their actual or perceived membership in certain groups or social categories. That is exactly what's happening. And ladies and gentlemen, I expect that you're going to start to see lawsuits filed on this basis because the science does not back it up. And I think that that is what this question is saying. That's what Michelle is saying. She's saying, uh, what about suing over the definition of a grave or serious threat of COVID despite the survival rate, right? It doesn't make sense. I've been saying this forever. The Rona has a survival rate of 99.9%. And uh, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron said that it that he takes, quote, the issue of federal overreach seriously, while Ohio AG Dave Yost joined the lawsuit saying that, quote, the Biden administration may not do whatever it wants, however it wants. The Constitution lays out critical rules by which the executive branch must operate. Congress and the states have their own powers, which the administration just can't take over simply because it wants to. But Biden, he doesn't care. Despite the widespread pushback, 
Biden framed the issue as a choice between getting more people vaccinated and prolonging the pandemic. Eh, Newsflash. The pandemic is over. And we're issuing, continuing to let these tyrannical leaders operate under a quasi definition of an emergency. We are not in a state of emergency. I've never seen anything like this. We can never let this happen again. Numerous studies, including some published by the CDC, have shown that vaccines don't prevent the transmission of this virus. This is Biden. Quote, while I would have much preferred, I'm trying to think, how, how, what, how, what accent would he actually use? I don't know. While I would have much preferred that requirements not become necessary, too many people remain unvaccinated for us to get out of this pandemic for good. Thank you, uh, Dr. Biden. It's just it's it's just uh, crazy. So in addition to the three attorney generals, uh, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt said that he will sue the administration over its mandate on private employers, saying the federal government does not have the authority. This is a jurisdiction issue. And this is what he's saying. The federal government does not have the authority to unilaterally force private employers to mandate their employees get vaccinated or foot the bill for weekly testing, which is what they're doing right now. And he's saying that on Friday, they were going to be the first in line to halt this illegal, unconstitutional attempt by the Biden administration and the federal government to impose their will on thousands of Missouri businesses and millions of Missourians. Missouri will not roll over. We will not back down and we will file suit immediately. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem announced on Twitter that her administration would join a lawsuit against the mandate, which she also has described as unconstitutional, which is exactly what it is. And so I'm just urging people hang in there. I have never seen anything like this every day. uh, It seems like this, the, uh, the stakes get higher and the stories change, but I just want to, I believe that we're going to start to see and pray. You guys pray, pray for good judges, pray for people who will actually look at the actual science and make good and wise decisions. And we are just under, it's, 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 it's crazy right now. Okay, Corey from Idaho, I'm going to run out of time. Heidi, I'm a retired homeschool mom from Idaho. My kids are all grown now and they are really struggling to make peace with this insane world we're in. We taught them to be different and they were doing great before the Rona. Now I see them overwhelmed. What do you see homeschool graduates doing to stay strong these days? That is a fantastic question. And I have been encouraging my children toward entrepreneurship, toward um, honing the skills that they have that God has given them. One of our kids, Summer, is um, teaching pretty much full time now at the Homeschool Resource Center. Our 19-year-old is teaching beekeeping and sign language and uh, all manner of classes here at the center. And I am a huge believer in helping these kids develop their skills and then start their own businesses. Uh, And now, you know, given what's happening to employers who have, you know, a robust business and employees, oh my goodness, uh, there's never been a better time for people to be considering what it means to work for themselves. And so I think that these homeschool graduates uh, and keep them, you know, Corey, keep your kids grounded in the word. You know, you can call them and text them. That's what I try to do with my kids and just say, How's it going? This is what I read from from God's word today. I want to encourage you this way. I want to encourage you that way. You can totally do it. And uh, I see homeschool graduates. Frankly, you guys, I think homeschool graduates are going to change the world. 
I think homeschool graduates, God's going to use them to save this amazing nation and uh, get your kids out there. You know, we, our hope is not in the government, right? This is straight out of the Psalm. Some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots, but we don't, we trust in the name of the Lord. We don't trust in the government. We don't trust in mandates. We don't trust in any of these things. Our trust is in the Lord and God has given us an opportunity right now to stand. And so I'm having, you know, I've been telling my kids, get involved in politics, find out what's going on locally. And, uh, and, and instead of being overwhelmed, like I was saying last week on the podcast, let's turn our anger into uh, activism. Let's turn our anger into action. Let's turn our frustration uh, into um, action so that we can move the needle. Let's turn our panic into prayer. You guys, uh, we, we're not, let's turn our worry into worship and to teach our children to stand in this time as it's new to every single one of us. But now we can see without a shadow of a doubt, that our rights can indeed be taken away from us, that our country can be hijacked by radicals and Marxists and leftists. And let's pray that what we saw happen last Tuesday in Virginia is indeed a bellwether sign, and that's going to sweep across the nation. And I want my kids and your kids to be encouraged, all right? God is not asleep. He's not up in heaven scratching his head wondering what the world's going on. He's very well aware of what's going on, and we need to be encouraged that God is still on his throne. So, Corey, keep encouraging your kids and um, help them kind of find their way through all of this by just saying, hey, you know, uh, how was your week? Do you guys see what's going on? These are some things that I am learning. One thing you guys could do is sign up with Patriot Academy, become a constitution coach. You can start holding classes in your home. I mean, there's just so many opportunities right now, and I really, really want to encourage you that direction. All right, you guys, I'm out of time for today. I was hoping to get a couple more, but look at that. I'm already at 21 minutes and 20 seconds by the clock. And so I'm going to log out for today. I really appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to come back on tomorrow and just encourage your socks right off of you. I want to remind you that I am coming up against a pretty serious deadline for fundraising. You guys, it takes a lot of money to run for Congress and I need your help. And in case you're wondering, my mentions of my run for Congress are paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.